Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Uh, welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. It is joy and thrill to introduce you to Shawnee, who I've gotten to know over the last couple of years. And so, Shawnee, thank you for being here today. Hey, Tomsey, Derek. I'm Shawnee. So, <laughs> so cool. So, tell us about yourself. Why don't you introduce yourself in only a way that you can? Because I feel like I don't think I can do it the justice oh. it deserves. Sure. Okay. Um, Tan, say hello. My name is Shawnee Gwynn. I'm a sixth generation Métis person. So I, when I introduce myself, I always make sure I connect myself to the communities that, um, that claim me back. So um, I'm connected to the Cunningham Métis family on my mom's side. Uh, it's a Métis family that settled in St. Albert, Alberta. It used to be a Métis settlement. Um, and then I'm also Irish uh, through my mother's side. And then on my father's side, I am connected to the Ferguson family, which is a Métis family that settled in Gruard, Alberta. My great-grandfather was running the Hudson Bay um, you know, station there. And um, he met my great-grandmother, Philomene Kaliu, who is a descendant of Michelle First Nation. So, I have First Nations and Métis heritage. Um, Michelle First Nation is no longer um, a nation. They were enfranchised by the Indian agent of the time. And so what that means is we no longer have a land base and we have no, uh, the government doesn't have a relationship with us, with us essentially. We can't check that First Nations box, um, but the government does identify me as Métis. So I have a Métis card. Um, I'm the founder of Pipiguan Pentaguan. We're an indigenous-owned, led, and majority-staffed public relations and engagement agency located in Emiskwichi, Wiskagigan, which is Beaver Hills House, also known as Edmonton, Alberta. Amazing. And I'm a so mom. I got two kids. And you're a mom. Okay, how old are your kids? Uh, Charlie's five. He just turned five. Uh, yeah. He recently tried eggs again and still yeah. a no. Still a no okay. after turning uh -huh. five. And then my daughter, Quinn, is 12. She's going to be 13 soon. So, yeah, awesome. we're entering teenage years. It's amazing. Um, my four-and-a-half-year-old just figured out that you can, he could, when he's mad, he could take little goodie bags from a party he went to and put, like, dirty socks in them or old underwear and give them to us as gifts, but then, like, prank us with them. He discovered pranks just right. recently. And it's just so funny but also so bad at the same time. And we shouldn't laugh, but it's also, like... <laughs> It is hilarious. You Thanks just discovered what a prank is. Poopy underwear. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, okay, so clients that you have, I got to ask this practical question. Clients, friends, even myself, the pronunciation of your agency's name, can you, like, do you help people do that and just educate us so we can be better at it? Or are you, are you okay if people give it the slang like Pip? Can we call it Pip or? I like to trick people and try and make them say, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, yes. Um, on our website, you can hear it said 
through audio and then we have it okay. phonetically. But I always encourage people just to try it. Like I know a lot Learn of people, like, I won't, I won't get this right. And I'm like, that's okay. That's what we're doing here. We're, it's part of reconciliation. It's part of decolonizing is like, just try and say it. Um, even my own name, like people have called me Shani my whole life. And mm -hmm. I've always had to say, no, it's actually pronounced Shani. And, mm -hmm. and so it's just about honesty and kindness and clarity and curiosity. So Pipiquan yeah. Petaguan is the name of the company. And it is directly translated to Eagle Bone Whistle Heard Loudly. But um, the elder shared with us that the name translated in Cree because in Cree, well, in most languages, when you know you, when you do it through translation, you lose so much of the story and and the meaning and the symbolism in the in the language and the beauty. Um, so in Cree, what it really means is that our eagle bone whistle, which is um, uh, something that's used in a specific ceremony to wake the ancestors for ceremony. Um, they said that our eagle bone whistle would be heard so loudly that it would wake the ancestors across Turtle Island. And so Turtle Island is essentially North America. And um, we thought that was a pretty interesting name to get in ceremony because you have no control. Um, you go in, you offer protocol, and then you're given a name. And they didn't really know much about us, and that's the name the ancestors gave us. So pretty good for a PR company. It's amazing. So tell me what it was like doing that for a company versus a, a, an individual going through that ceremony. Well, it was still, you know, we invited our staff to come yeah. and participate. And I guess it was, I, I don't know, it was just a, it's a beautiful thing to be part of because mm. you really have to have faith in who you are and what you're doing and the people you're doing it with but also in your community and your spirituality. And I I don't know, it was just a really beautiful experience to be part of. My mom was there, um, my kids were there. It was just it was just a beautiful day to be, to be part of it and come out with something very, very meaningful. And I got my name, my personal name at the same time. So it was really nice. That is amazing. And, and what did it tell us about your name? My name is, okay, so I'm still, I'm not a perfect Cree speaker, so if any Cree speakers are listening to this, they'll probably be like, wow, really butchered that one. But so my name is Mahagan um, Oyoyo Iskew. So what that means is um, I'm a howling wolf woman. So my job is actually to call the ancestors in into the lodge, into ceremony. So Pipiguan wakes them up and I, I guess, call them in. So yeah, that's my job. I'm just a loud howling wolf woman causing all that's, kinds of trouble. That's incredible. <laughs> Have you seen that show on Apple yet? The, the, the hand-drawn where the girl turns into the wolf? No, I haven't seen that. It's beautiful, beautiful. You get the chance, Apple Plus, it's a I think it's, I want to say it's Scottish or Irish. It's beautiful and it's oh, glorious. Cool. Yeah, sure. and her, yeah, yeah, I think you'd like it. Um, great one with the kids. Kids would both like it. Yeah, works for all ages. Works for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Junos as an example of a, a client you work with. Tell us maybe about some of the work you did with the Junos and what that looked like um, and the role you played. The Junos, we were hired um, as sort of like 
um, their connection to community in Edmonton at the time. So we were the host this year. That was this year. This is March. Um, and we essentially helped uh, engage community um, to help inform, you know, the presence of Indigenous people and um, they do an honoring ceremony, an Indigenous honoring ceremony uh, every year. And so we did um, some engagement on that. And then we also were co-producers of the Indigenous honoring ceremony. And then we helped with um, land acknowledgements, coordinating elders, you know, training for the Junos a little bit on how to, you know, offer protocol, how to, to engage with a meaningful land acknowledgement um, that's more personal rather than just sort of like a blanket statement. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. We had a great time. The Junos have a really great team that we worked with. We actually just felt like they were part of our team or we were part of their team. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was like, we were coordinating pipe ceremonies and um, um, indigenous talent in Edmonton to be part of the honoring ceremony. And yeah, it was just a beautiful day. We had elders there, you know, wrapping um, indigenous nominees with blankets and offering prayers and, um, we worked with Indigenous Box, and they gave every, every, all of the Indigenous nominees um, gifts, and those were beautiful. Yeah, we had a great time. There, the Junos was... And then we went to the broadcast and had a blast. If you have never been so, to the Junos broadcast, it was fun. Okay. <laughs> I didn't That's know what to great. expect. Yeah. You were, you were one of the audience members that you see on the kind of the yeah. cutouts, right? Yeah. I was in there, yeah. Me and my yeah. team, and I brought my daughter, so she was. Yeah. She thought I was a cool mom that day. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you're doing that work, what's what's some of the things that like, I don't know, gets you excited about, or what's some of the things that you're like, hey, these are the these are the kind of the what we bring to the table, and this is what our team is is really good at. Well, so that was like, a lot of that was engagement, but it was also, you know, some issues management or, you know, it was, there There are some PR elements in there. Um, but I think for us, a lot of it is about working together, working collectively, working collaboratively. And so anytime Indigenous people can be represented in, especially a Canadian-led um, initiative or broadcast, then we know what the outcome of that is as Indigenous people that work at PB1. Um, we know when we see ourselves in a space that we haven't typically seen ourselves in, that encourages more young people to be motivated or feel included and likely to pursue, you know, a future in one of those spaces. So when we're, when we're doing those kinds of events, a lot of the time we're asking each other, how do we have youth involved? How do we bring community in? How are we being seen? Is there an opportunity to be seen? And you know, not always are we able to push as far as we would like, but every time we're, we push a little bit further, that means next year we're gonna be able to take it even a little bit further. So we gave the Junos a lot to think about and a lot, to, and a lot that did change this year. Um, but I think yeah, it's just to me to be part of that honoring ceremony, to see, you know, we had 
uh, youth from Prince Charles School that fiddled on stage for all of the Indigenous nominees and community members and elders. We had um, a youth drum group from Amiskwiti Academy, which is an Indigenous um, school here in downtown Edmonton. And, you know, one of the young young men that were on on the drum group, he was just, you could just tell he was like, this is my moment and I am going to do everything that I can. And he was just like, he was so into it. And he even like later was like, like, <laughs> like when they were done, he like stayed on stage. <laughs> and I was like, it's amazing. It's amazing. And yeah. we had Hunter Cardinal as the MC. And I know there was more opportunities that came from that, that opportunity to be seen himself as a performer um, that came from that, from that instant. So anytime we can help our people be elevated in any way, that's rewarding for me. That's why I started the company. It's amazing. <laughs> and as far as like a mix, like you've got clients like Junos and others that are maybe uh, non-Indigenous. And then you've got clients who are indigenous, or yes. you're helping both. And kind of, what do you see your role kind of in between the two worlds? And and um, what are your most your makeup of your clients these days? Well, one of the reasons we start I started PP One was because something that I had seen quite often was um, you know Canadians in general not understanding the perspective or experience of indigenous people. And so typically with like a resource extraction project, you would hear a lot about why this makes sense for Canadians, why this is good for the economy, why Indigenous people are being difficult. <clears throat> and then later you'd hear more about why there was conflict from the community perspective. A lot of that is because resource extraction companies have access and have capital to access folks like us, marketing, communications, public relations agency, they can control the narrative, they can get out there first. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of propaganda that can be used in these situations. And they also know that majority of Canadians are ignorant to, to what our reality is. And so what I wanted to do was make sure that Indigenous people had access to folks like that, that do that work and more importantly indigenous people because what I was hearing from community members was like I'm paying you know a PR firm um, you know two over $200 an hour and we're not even getting into the thick of what I need to do because I'm paying them to understand me to educate them about why I even want to do what I want to do so I'm like well that's that's not okay you know like they should be paying you for that knowledge and, and information. So we come to the table ready. We have a good understanding of where our people have been and what has coming from. And we have an ability to also understand, like, we want to seek to understand and, and we want to listen before we start reacting with all of these solutions and, um, and work together as partners. So, we do a lot of work with Indigenous people to help elevate their voice, help build confidence a lot of the time, is like help them navigate these systems that maybe they're not overly familiar with, you know, the news media, um, how to market yourselves, how to brand yourselves, how to speak about yourself in a five-minute pitch that still allows you to have your indigeneity, but also allows you to get your key message forward. Um, and so we really are just helping people be more effective in what they're trying to do in a colonized system. You know, we have to operate in two worlds. You'll hear that a lot. Like 
we are both an ancient and a modern people. And so we have to be able to adapt to this modern world if we want to succeed. Um, so we do a lot of work like, like that for Indigenous people. And then for our non-Indigenous clients, we work with non-Indigenous clients who want to work meaningfully with Indigenous people and are able to align with our values. So sometimes we walk away from our clients that we can't seem to um, get on the same page with. Um, but majority of the time we, we end up working with a lot of well-meaning folks who we make a lot of progress with. And, you know, I hear often, it's like, you know, we sat on this for so long because we were scared. And we finally said, okay, we have to stop being scared and just do something. And so what they did was they hired us and, um, and then all of these, th all these wonderful things start happening because they start saying, okay, well, it's actually, isn't that scary. It's just about learning and understanding. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and one special project that you did recently, the Métis Nation um, of Canada, you redid the, the brand logo. Yeah, the Métis National Council, our yeah. team did the, the rebrand for yeah. the Métis National Council. So it's, um, it's up there. We actually ended up presenting um, our concepts to them, and they chose two. <laughs> they were going to, so they, they were supposed to choose one, as most clients do, but they, they love two so much that, um, so one is more for their, uh, I think it's for women-focused branding and then the other one is for the Métis National Council so amazing yeah they're That's beautiful good, and, our team did a good job Melena and Cam yeah. uh, and what's it like building a team how's it been with like hiring and growing a team that has you're offering such a unique service to clients and I imagine that comes with unique challenges and, and probably joys in in the hiring process Oh yeah, we like. I think a lot of people associate Indigenous people with trauma and sadness, and but on our team we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. Indigenous people are so funny. Like I think, you know, uh, in a lot of our teachings they say laughter is medicine, but also I think it's a way of like how we've coped with being like oppressed for so long. It's like at some point you just have to laugh at what is going on, and so. A lot of the time we we laugh a lot, we visit a lot, we we base our our company a lot on Kyokoen, which is the visiting way. And so we visit with each other every morning uh, for a half an hour. We either talk about projects or we use it for training or we just talk about, there's a lot of poop jokes. There's, you know, like lots of weird stories. I know a lot of things about my staff that I don't think I would normally <laughs> know in another setting. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but it's not without our, its challenges because we are actively breaking cycles of trauma and we are working on really hard projects that are things that have impacted us personally or our families. And um, so it can be hard, but we do a lot of things in how we try to decolonize our practices. We have a wellness elder on staff that is there for people to, to talk to, to confide in, um, to support through, through some of their mental health challenges or even just, you know, look for guidance. Um, and then we have a four-day work week. And, um, yeah, we do quite a few things to make sure that people can bring their authentic selves to work, but it is still a challenge because we're, 
working within a colonized uh, system, a system that was built for, you know, is capitalism. It's built on transactions. And so it's hard to decolonize in a colonized, but you still have to operate in a colonized system. So it can be tough. But we, we do hire... We try to hire as many Indigenous people as possible, specifically Indigenous women and or folks that identify as part of the LGBT, sorry, LGBTQ2S plus community. Um, so yeah, we have some really fun, amazing people on our team that there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of joy on, on a regular basis. A lot of stress, but a lot of joy. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, your work with TELUS, can you tell us about that and what you were able to do there? TELUS, yeah. So TELUS asked me to represent Métis people, so we didn't get forgotten there, Darian, just so you know. Um, but we, I'm there to bring a Métis perspective to the Indigenous Advisory Circle so, or committee. Um, we come together, uh, I believe, quarterly and now we're going to be just meeting in person and we advise TELUS on a lot of their initiatives and their reconciliation strategy um, to ensure that they can work meaningfully with Indigenous people. And um, TELUS is all about connection and as Indigenous people, we prioritize connection, we prioritize visiting. And so to me, it makes a good, it makes a good connection between TELUS and and working with Indigenous people is how do we connect more of our people, mm-hmm. all people, so that we realize that we have more in common than we do differences. So that's that's mine. I just like I just go in there and listen and cause trouble for people once in a while or, you know, those sorts of things. That's awesome. That's very cool. Cause a little mischief when needed. Yeah, just, you know, a little bit of trickster in me. I like to go in and I like to push the boundary because if we don't if we don't ask questions and we can ask hard questions with kindness and curiosity and I think when people react, that kind of usually tells you everything you need to know and when I've been working with Telus like I do push, but I always get people that want to understand and learn and do more. And so that helps me know that I'm working with people that want to actually improve and and make meaningful change. Um, Otherwise, if I'm like met with people that are really defensive, then I'm like, oh, okay, you might not be ready. You might not be ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes you you can probably tell early on and and maybe after a few meetings whether they're just going to say, hey, those are great ideas. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> Maybe next year. Well, and everyone, like, we have to be patient with each other because yeah. we're not perfect. We are, mm. we are here having a human experience. And so yeah. I know I think that's one thing I would like is just more room for people to be able to make mistakes and yeah. learn from those and be able to move forward 
because if if we don't do that, how do we grow? How do we how do we move forward as humans? How do we how do we learn to accept each other if we're always going to be held by back by one mistake? So, mm-hmm. and reconciliation is going to be a thousand million mistakes. Yeah. How are we going to know how to get it right unless we try? So. Yeah. And show grace both ways. Right? Yes. We have to. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. You ready for the rapid fire round? Okay. <laughs> you ready? Let's do this. How quickly do I okay, have so to this, answer? This is just like first thing that pops to your head. Whatever comes. It's like okay. whatever, whatever you got. It's like, uh-huh. uh, like uh, tossing a ball back and forth. Okay. Um, what was your first ever job that you had? My first ever job, I think, was at the Grand Prairie Museum as a day camp uh, instructor. <laughs> I yeah. was 14. My sister would drop awesome. me off on the side of the road, and I had to run yeah. down the hill. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even park is, in the parking lot. No. Why would you? Why would you as a sister? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, night owl or early bird? Night owl. Okay. Cat or dog person? Dog. What was the first thing that you ever marketed or did PR for? Um, it would have been Nietzsche, um, sorry, Nietzsche Training and Research Institute. So they're, um, they're an indigenous not-for-profit that trains people to become addictions counselors um, in their community, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite word right now? My favorite word? Mm-hmm. Um, a bus. Cool. What does that mean? It means go away and cree. Nice. <laughs> it's like been my favorite word for a long time. <laughs> nice. Um, what's the last charity you supported, either financially or with your time, and why? Hmm, I think uh, Niganen Housing Ventures, we work with in, we deliver in-kind services to through PP1 Pippin Line. And so mm-hmm. Niganen Housing Ventures is an indigenous, um, indigenous-led not-for-profit that houses the hardest-to-house indigenous people mm-hmm. in Edmonton. And okay. within their first two years of operation, they housed 40 people that typically were not successfully housed. So that means like they were never housed wow. permanently or... They'd been housed, but it was never successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and within two years, they saved the government of Alberta over $7 million, just Alberta Health Services. Um, that's yeah. not counting police, fire, um, you know, the judicial system. So they, they saved them $7 million by housing 40 people. It's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, well, we'll make sure we put a link to them in the show notes for sure. Should, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's a movie that you just love you can watch over and over again? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. I love the parade scene. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, favorite song or album on repeat right now? Um, what would be the one that I'm listening to right now? Uh, probably, I, I always listen, I love Whitney Houston. Yeah. I Want to Dance with Somebody, remix yeah. or original. It's always fun. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, If you weren't doing this job, maybe in another multiverse, what would you be doing with your life? Hmm. I think I would be writing still. I love to write. I'd probably be doing more like fiction or just writing stories that 
or I would be like a professional camper. Yeah. Or Sweet. resorter, like yeah. Some somehow like make that into a job where I get to go and yeah. like travel and like write reviews about them all. Yeah, and yeah. eat really yeah. good food. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. And meet that's interesting great. people. I would like that. Yeah. Huh. Is that a job? Yes, yeah, totally a job. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you're like a food blogger. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. So there yeah. we go. I could do writing. Yeah. Could do yeah. That. Perfect. Um, app on your phone you can't live without. Instagram. Yeah. Um, favorite children's book. Hmm. Uh, I read so many. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you have one you go to that you like it, or you actually enjoy when you read it? Okay, Halloweener. I don't know what who it's by, okay. but it's about yeah. this wiener dog who yeah. his mom made him a hot dog costume, and all the other dogs are making fun of him because he's a he's a wiener. Yeah, <laughs> and I then like he it. saves him from the cats. So perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's great. Deep meaning in there. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a, you know, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of amazing ind indigenous authors and in children's books, but that that's was like, the first, honestly that's the first one that came to my mind. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> um, what's the best thing you ever bought for under ten dollars? Candy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, what's the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? Um, that I deserve good things. And that I am worthy. That is awesome. Um, any business or marketing books that you recommend? I no, sorry. No, that's all right. That's so bad. How about um, no, it's all good. Any any podcasts or newsletters you subscribe to or listen to? Um, Métis in Space. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't listened to it in a while, um, but I do like that. Oh, I love. What is this? I have to look at it. I love this podcast. They're, one of them, I think, is Canadian. They're a couple. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it's called. But they're a couple, and yeah. they talk about narcissists and empaths and yeah. ADHD and That's all awesome. kinds of things. <laughs> they kind of break it down and help you understand it. That's great. Yeah. I... Uh, I can't remember what I'm, this is going to bug me. Sorry. We'll figure it out and then we'll put we'll put it in the show notes after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look in the show notes for the link and then you finish this podcast, okay. you've got another podcast you can go to. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> um, what do you look for when you hire people? What do you look for when, like in the resumes or in the interviews? What do you, what do you, uh, in these new uh, people who are going into the industry and looking for a job at, at your agency? Honestly, I'm I'm looking to see on a resume. I mean, I would like to see some experience, but a lot of the time I just want to know that you have some transferable skills. Like if you worked at Tim Hortons and you were, you know, maybe you were an assistant manager there, I know you can problem solve, you can multitask, you know, that you're you have to be somewhat of a people person, that you can oversee things. So like I'm not always looking for a marketing guru or a, or someone who's been PR forever. I'm looking for someone who has passion and is looking for a purpose in their career and aligns with our values and is willing to be, is willing to learn, you know, like we have people who've 
who haven't been to school for this type of thing and they're here and they're learning and they're committed and and that's so important because you have to be purpose driven to do the work that we do i think yeah it, you have to be that's amazing um if you could share anything kind of like wish you could just man if, if i finish this podcast i wish i'd share this if there's something that you want to leave with like marketers advertisers out there What's like, what's kind of the message you want other marketers to hear, other people in PR to hear from you? I think um, what I would encourage other marketers or communicators to hear is that we have a really, we have a really important role and we have a lot of power and privilege in our role. And I don't know that a lot of us think about that because usually you see PR as one of the most stressful jobs or one of the most un, like, what is it? People don't really like care about us as much, and we are kind of under what's the word I'm looking for? Public relations people are, I don't know. We, people don't really understand what we do, and yeah. they think we do a lot of admin work and all, all sorts yeah. of things. So it's not as respected of a career, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but we do have a lot of control because we help shape stories, we help shape people, how people feel about things. Um, we can change the narrative about something. We connect people with an emotion about a product. Um, and so we have a lot of power. And I think if you're looking at your team and you're only seeing a particular perspective, then we need to look outside and make sure that we're bringing other people in, giving them opportunity. Think about why you're keeping them out. Is it because you didn't have an easy way up and people have to go through what you went through? Because that's not actually making things better for other people. That's not actually creating opportunity. And no idea is a bad idea, even though you might not understand it as a non-Indigenous or as a white person. You know, when a Black person or an Indigenous person or an Asian person is bringing something up, it might actually be just an amazing idea that you don't understand. And it, maybe it's not for you, but it's still gonna connect with people that wanna connect with your brand or connect with your product or your organization. It's amazing. Uh, where can people find you? Where do, where do you hang out online? Like what's your, what's your you know? Uh, well, now I'm on threads. Okay, you know, okay. Because Twitter, I guess, is like, you know, it's just very scary these days. But I am on Twitter, I'm on threads, I'm on, I think that's kind of it. I'm on Instagram as PP1. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we're kind of around. LinkedIn? Are you LinkedIn? Oh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn yeah. thingy. Yeah, yeah, I like LinkedIn. Yeah. Reddit? Do you hang out on Reddit or Quora? Pinterest? No. no. I have a Pinterest account, but mostly for my home renos. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? Page? You got a pager? Keep a fax machine. You got a fax number. People oh, fax yeah, you. yeah, fax machine. I got. I I actually want a fax machine for my office. It's like a historic piece in the office. You know, like you a little throwback. People still use them. When I was working at Nietzsche, that was one of the main ways I contacted First Nations about our programming was using fax, that, machine. fax machine. Yeah, and that was in 2009. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, we still use the, the old fax. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I used to have a pager. Yeah. Pigeon, what about pigeons? You ever had a pigeon that you could put notes on the lake? There is a, a dove that lives outside my house that mm -hmm. I could maybe climb up the light pole mm -hmm. and see if I could get something attached, but 
Do you use smoke signals? You know, you can look for my smudge burning downtown Edmonton and come find me. Um, Yeah. Mostly I prefer in-person connection. I like meeting people. I like feeling your energy in real life and investing in getting to know you and who you are and what, how we, how we are similar and how we are different. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You ever tried growing white sage that goes into typical smudge? I have not tried growing it personally. I do, I do um, pick some sage with my family. Um, yeah. I have like different teachings from elders though. So like some elders think that we shouldn't plant it and grow it ourselves. And then some elders will gift those and say, yeah, you should grow this. So I don't know. I haven't tried personally. I'm so scared of elders, like, giving me a whack beside the head for doing something wrong most of the time. So uh-huh. I just go and pick it where the elders tell me I can go pick it. And then... Wild, like wild in the... In the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sweet grass and other things. My mom always has stuff, but then you can also buy sustainably picked. Um, you know, meaning that like indigenous people, you know, did it properly and yeah, they took protocol nice. out and, you know, cause we believe in that reciprocity. You don't take without giving. So yeah. most of the time we put tobacco down before yeah. we take things from mother earth. And so, yeah, there's people that will, will do that and you can pay them for their time. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So Shani, I have to say Marcy, um, which those that are listening is, is midshift, which means thank you. So there's my yes. uh, and micro also, language I lesson. And that means thank you or like ends a prayer in Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, thank you for joining us on Mark News Canada. It's a real joy to have you here. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Love your setup. I need a better one. <laughs> I know it's all good. Every uh, every background's a good background. Is it? Um, this is a very scary little cube inside our office. It's a podcasting cube. No, it's perfect. During COVID, I used to let there's a, a Twitter account that was like rate my Zoom room, and it'd be like evaluate people's Zoom rooms. And his big thing was like, do you have books? Do you have plants? Like, so that he was big on the plants. So I might yeah. get a burn here one day. I know. I should have planned to be at home in my office today, but. Did it. Next time, next time. And we'll do it in person next time. This weird murder room. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this week's episode of Mark News Canada, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, again, uh, Shani will still be here. She will get out of the room and then she'll come back <laughs> for an encore episode, and that would be that would be great. Maybe done in person. Maybe we'll meet up at Batosh, Ooh. right? Or or some sort of. Lovely festival happening it's somewhere across this great. At Métis yeah. Crossing next summer. Yeah, I've, wanted, I've not been to Métis Crossing yet. I'd love to go sometime. I'm going for a family reunion on the 28th. You want to come? What? Yeah. That, Cunningham I, reunion. I can't, Woo! I can't go. It's like awesome. half of Canada will be there, I think. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, we'll enjoy. Um, cool. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.